Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Mary is the Eli's on deck. I Amigo Falcon. Welcome to the subscriber episode. Thank you very much for giving that little bit of extra to support the podcast. And thus, as is tradition, I shall give you everything I left on the cutting room table except that one story that late at night seemed like it was gonna be a good idea and then in the morning realized that was boring as heck actually you know what i'm gonna give you that one right now I'm, I'm i actually am gonna give it to you i was gonna cut this now i'm gonna do it just to show you just how oh okay they have officially achieved a major milestone in preparation of the new james webb space telescope they have focused it to the point where they have received a lens flare you, you see <laughs> it, it's a major milestone don't get me wrong it's a major step forward for the purpose of this telescope to be able to go ahead and see anything as far out as it's trying to but Good job. We caught a lens flare in space. <gasps> oh boy. What a what a story. What a useful story that brought many important things to all that listened to it. All right, now that I've scared everyone off that was listening, let me just talk to myself now for a bit. We have a date for the new Ryzen CPUs. In fact, there are going to be seven CPUs. We at first thought six, but there are going to be seven, including the Ryzen 7 3800X3D, which is going to be the fastest CP CPU period, according to AMD. And it very well could be, to be perfectly honest. We'll see how, how it performs, but, you know, we'll see all of these chips launch April 20th. Which, again, hey, great. Good news. New tech coming soon. Honestly, though, here, here's kind of my thoughts on it. And this could just be my enthusiast brain just wanting more power but we know the the 5000 series is gonna be the last ones for this current platform we know that if you build using these cpus now there is no upgrade path forward the next generation ryzen 7000 is going to be a new socket and thus there is no chance of backwards compatibility. None, zip, zero, nada. It is going to be impossible. Especially with the investment that is right now, because right now prices of GPUs and other hardware components are going down, but they can go down further. They actually might spike up slightly because of the, as we talked earlier in the main podcast, 
We did talk about the main podcast. Yeah, I don't have it here, so we must have talked about it in the main podcast. We talked about China going into lockdown and shutting down a number of electronics manufacturers. And so we might see a slight spike there, but TSMC and other foundries are still pushing out chips. And that's what's going to be very important is the manufacturing of these chips. Anything beyond that is, you know, it is what it is. Now, in addition to that, we have AMD FSR, which I am blanking completely on what the acronym stands for. Fidelity Super Resolution, I think. Oh God, I think I'm, man, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm pretty sure it's Fidelity Super Resolution. But anyway, FSR 2.0 is going to be presented at GDC 2022. So I'm actually very curious to see how well it's going to work. And quite frankly, this next GPU generation, I'm really hoping the supply is going to keep up. I really, really do, because man... There's so many people that pretty much skipped out on this generation just because. Oh, look. You thought the two. Th I mean, the two th the, the RTX 2000 series. Price wise was way higher. Than previous generations, but. 3000, we saw prices go down. Until the shortage hit. And the shortage hit, unfortunately. Immediately. And that is what really really bites in the grand scheme of things. The fact that that shortage hit right away and killed the supplies. I really do hope that we don't see that sort of thing again. I also really do hope that, um, and the, the, one of the reasons I keep ripping on crypto is not just for the fact that every single one of these crypto schemes is obviously just that. It is a scheme. Its goal in the end is to, in fact, make money for themselves and try to rip people off. There's no other way to look at what a lot of these crypto schemes are. Oh, it's the future. You only want it to be the future because you want to cash out. The biggest problem I have with these crypto schemes is that first off, it's promised to be the future by being hilariously inefficient and then on top of that, using valuable resources that we could be using for just about anything else. Think about all the compute power that's used to power the blockchain. 
and then think about what it could do if it was folding at home. If it was going ahead and... being used for scientific research instead of powering a blockchain that provides no additional benefit whatsoever. And then it's because of that, in addition to many other things, that we ended up with a massive, massive GPU shortage. And again, I want to stress that. The GPU shortage would have most likely happened, but it became infinitely worse and became a giant, massive spiral of these prices going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And it's all thanks to these crypto schemes that have done nothing but scam idiots. And it is why I wish everything involving Web3 would die in a fire. Because it has literally brought nothing but suffering. Except to those, of course, who have exploited the system. And that is the correct term. Exploited. Ugh. It's amazing how annoyed you get and how furious you get. When you look back at what crypto has done the last two years. And just say, you know what? I really do hope that Bitcoin drops to zero. And every single moron that fell into the trap and put in money in, into it loses every cent that they had in crypto. And I do hope that they at least get enough cents to bail out quickly. And I say this with someone that has $80 in crypto, and it was $150. If that wallet goes down to $0, I could care less. Because it means much better things have happened. Meanwhile, Intel Arc, we're going to be seeing them in GPU. I'm sorry. We're going to be seeing these GPUs and GPUs soon. We're going to be seeing Intel Arc GPUs, discrete models in laptops. The scheduled release date is the 30th of March. I do hope it ends up being good. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to hope it ends up being really, really worthwhile. I also hope they can actually, well, actually, you know, I'm, well, I mean, it's going to be in laptops, so it doesn't matter whether it's going to be supply or not. I just hope it's good. I really do. I really do want to see NVIDIA get some pushback. And I'd say, you know, hey, let's go ahead. Let's see it from AMD. But you know what? Having two shots at getting back at NVIDIA is better than one. I'll just put it that way. Xbox Cloud Gaming has come to the Steam Deck. 
<laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised that this has happened? All right, so yeah, we can go ahead. We can get Xbox Cloud Gaming. on the Steam Deck. But here's the catch. It looks like you have to download Microsoft Edge. Oh, Microsoft. Never change. Never change. And how they just continue to just try to keep pushing the web browser that no one wants. DirectX has pushed forward a new protocol. It is called Direct Storage API. This actually is going to be very interesting to see how much performance this gives us one of the advantages that the current consoles that are also unicorns and myths have over pcs is the fact that the graphic card can access the solid state storage directly rather than having to go through the CPU and then all these controllers to do it. It's more complicated than what I just explained, obviously, but seeing this come to PCs, we could see some interesting changes to the way games work on the PC. Who knows? Maybe I'll brick some other ones too, but hopefully not. In the meantime, NVIDIA wants to go ahead and launch the exact same thing, but have it be their own little thing and do it better. Okay, good luck, NVIDIA. Good luck. In other news, Google has announced that Chrome OS is going to be getting a Steam Alpha, but it's not ready yet. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have such mixed feelings about this, to be perfectly honest. Because on one hand, it at least brings some use to Steam, or to Steam Decks, to, <laughs> to Chromebooks. Excuse me, man. Start recording and all of a sudden, fatigue sets in like a sledgehammer. Steam coming to Chrome OS. Let's be perfectly honest. There is not much on Steam that you're going to be able to play on your Chrome OS device. There isn't. You're either going to run into complications because most Chrome, most Chromebooks are ARM powered. And you're going to run into a problem there. Or...
you're going to run into the problem that your hardware just isn't powerful enough to run much of anything. Other than some older games, which are going to look at you and go, what are you doing? This is kind of one of the reasons why I keep urging people to just go ahead and if you're looking for a cheap laptop, don't get a Chromebook. There's tons of used laptops out there. And you can pick up good ones for a couple hundred bucks. ThinkPads, Dell Latitudes, HP Elite Books. Just grab one. Rock solid. Laptops might need a few little repairs here or there. Other than that, it's going to be a laptop that's going to last forever. Heck, I got one laptop that I went ahead and shoehorned in an outdated OS on it just to uh, run some old Command & Conquer games. Works flawlessly. Even before then, though, it ran Windows 10 and basically did anything I wanted. I'd still be using it to the fact that the battery died. And I couldn't find a battery for it. So I guess that is one problem. That and also I got a deal on another machine. I just tend to collect older laptops and then futz around with them and try to get them up and running and just be like, oh, hey, you need a laptop? Here you go, bud. I'm just weird like that. But, but anyway, that's my cons against getting a Chrome OS device just for Steam. Here's the one pro. It is a cheap way to get into cloud gaming on a local level. That is where Steam for Chrome OS is going to shine. The fact that you can go ahead and use it as a cloud gaming device, because the hardware on it's not going to do anything. The Chromebook is basically a thin client, and it's... That's it. It's just a thin client. It's not powerful. It's not going to do much. It is pitiful. But if it can connect to, say, your gaming PC that's sitting at home, you can game that way, and then you're all set. It is one solution. And, I, and honestly... I wouldn't get a brand new one solely for that. But it is something to do with the pallets upon pallets upon pallets upon pallets upon pallets of used Chromebooks. I have seen on the used off-lease sites thousands of Chromebooks fly through and they have to try and get rid of them at 10 or $15 per laptop per Chromebook because that's the only way someone's going to buy it literally the only way and that in itself is just kind of it's kind of sad to see that's the only way it's going to happen now, 
that's all I got, have left for stories. Now, I could have gone through and tried to find some more, but I want to talk for a minute because I do these kind of behind the scenes sort of things for the subscribers here. I want to talk about a sponsorship offer I was given. And it is from one called HelloFresh. I actually am going to be taking it. After trying out the product, I actually, I honestly do like it. I have not signed up for it yet, but um, they are going to be, a, they are going to be a sponsor. They have also, they will also be taking up a sponsorship spot on the early bird briefing and on Eagle Eyes on Tech. The only requirement they want of me is I have to have four hours of some kind of content. They didn't care what, which is hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. To which I kind of, I'm really tempted. I'm not going to lie. Of just doing Final Fantasy 14 content for it. They specifically want me to do two streams of at least two hours with at least one day in between for a grand total of four hours total. Interesting, isn't it? So as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to be signing up. And um, yeah, I did think about just doing the podcast since that is two hours. But one of the requirements is that they want me to do a verbal call to action. Uh, three times every hour. And restricting the podcast like that when it's already a free form rant, uh, it didn't seem intelligent to me. But other than that, that's the only requirement they give me. Anything past that they, they pay me for as far as extra. So that is something to look forward to or dread. But of course, I do value everyone's feedback. Whether I should take offers like this, since it's, you know, it's, it means money. And currently, between bills at home and trying to go ahead and pay for the estimate right now is like 900 bucks for our emote overhaul-ish. You know, I got a lot to do and a lot of artist commissioning to do. So that is what it's going to be. I actually haven't even looked to see what it is. Uh, what is it? Click the link in the chat or use 16 free meals. All right. So, I mean, at least it's something I will say before I actually sign this and actually am officially sponsored by them. The food actually is good. And I have actually also discovered that, um, man, I have gotten rusty with some of my cooking techniques. 
Man, I also don't have a vegetable peeler and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I feel bad about that. Like one of the things they said is just like, oh yeah, go, go and uh, cut these potatoes into wedges. I, the, they are the most uneven wedges ever. By the way, so far everything's been fine on their end, other than um, they implied that they'd send two boneless, skinless chicken breasts, and uh, it was very much uh, very finely chopped chicken I had to reform into the patty. <laughs> so I think that was an error on their end, but I don't know. Maybe that was supposed to be the case, and I just didn't. Oops. But in any case, that's enough of my uh, senseless ramblings. Um, thank you for putting up with that. <laughs> that's all I can say to that. Although, in all seriousness, though, um, the other thing I also did was um, I recently took up in doing um, more clips of the channel and put them on platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and whatnot. I have been noticing, like, there's been an increase of traffic on this on Twitch stream, and I am extremely grateful for that. Especially after years of feeling stagnant, it's good to feel like some actual progress is being made. Take care, everyone. Rest well, and I hope you have a good day. And feel free to rant at me, or just check out the Twitch streams. Take care.